0: our murder cases have recently occurred in Podcast City. There are outlandish reports of video games being attacked by a group of about three people. The games were apparently beaten. We continued our search for the others and it turned into a nightmare. Hi, and welcome to my best friend's game, where we're best friends who make each other play our favorite games. Um, I'm Tim, I'm your host this month, and I'm joined by my co-hosts... Evan. And... and Max. There he is. All right, the gang's all here. Um, First off, happy Halloween! We've got a very, very spooky podcast ready for you guys. (laughs) Um, But before we get to that spooky meat of the podcast <laughs> um we're gonna talk a little bit about what we're playing right now so um yeah max why don't you start us off well i was going to say
1: i i think you meant uh pod oh boy oh, yeah man yeah. that's, that's the is. high quality humor you've
0: come to expect <laughs> from this podcast yeah. podcast
1: yeah, um, Max, Max tell cor- us your games Thank you for correcting <laughs> yourself um, So this month I have uh, And actually since I think I mentioned it Like two months ago uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy 6 uh, On the Super Nintendo Classic On my Very lunch cool. breaks Um it's getting it's getting going. I think I'm close to like something big happening in it, um, but I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it. There are a lot of characters, though. Um, I think I have like nine out of 14 of them. I, or maybe I just got oh, another one, but what? there are mm-hmm. a lot of playable characters. Um, yes, I had no idea. Uh, so it's like I like seeing they're like like, oh, yeah, that guy. I forgot about him. But yeah, let's take a look at his story now or, you know. Some characters you get and then have, like, have not really done anything since then, but I think I'm about halfway through, so maybe it all comes back around. But, I mean, I'm I'm excited to keep playing it. It keeps having twists. It's fairly, like, weird political in a, you know, in a Final Fantasy way. Um, sure, I've heard good things, but... Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in addition, I uh, it was uh, me and Sarah, my fiance's anniversary uh, this past month. Uh, So we decided to get an Xbox one and the Halo Master Chief collection. Uh, So we've played through Halo one and now we're in the middle of Halo two. And I was impressed to kind of see or I guess not impressed, but surprised to see how well uh, how small of a game Halo one is there are only like there are like 10 levels there are maybe I think there are less than 10 guns in the game uh around there but they're they're Mm -hmm. like it's it's just a very small experience uh but I think you know for you know the time of 2001 I believe it came out like I mean it's still fun I played the up version, but you can press a button like mid game to switch graphics, which can be like is honestly one of the most fun parts of the game, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> <Sarah> <laughs> is really because like <laughs> she's trying to pay attention to what she's doing. And, <laughs> and I'll be like, wait, but what did this look like back then? I mean like it's not exactly what it looked like back then because they still it's still in, you know, whatever ten eighty p or right. mm-hmm. whatever my T V can display, but mm. um other than that, I think that's about it that I've really been playing. I bought, though I haven't played uh, Metroid Other M for the Wii. Oh, because yeah. no. heard I, horrible things. Like, I came yeah. across yeah, it two times in one day like on by by coincidence. And I was like, the universe is telling me to buy this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. And thankfully it's like $7 new. So yeah. uh, it wasn't, you know. I, because I think it probably wasn't received that well. Uh, people aren't yeah. really uh, dying well, for it.
2: Yeah, I, I, I've heard, heard,
0: I've heard that it's not bad either. So I, I don't know, Tim. Um, I heard that like, I mean, Game would gameplay wise, it was fine. I was excited when it was announced because it was like it's Team Ninja, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was like Team Ninja plus Metroid. That sounds yeah. like dope. Like but Ninja Game. Instead, guy, I, I think they like really. Did some bad stuff with Samus's character that yep. pissed people off, as far as I could tell. So yeah, I don't know. I didn't mm-hmm. play it.
2: Was it a uh, prequel of some kind? I believe it's I a sequel. So. Okay,
0: actually, is it? I thought I, it was like. I could be wrong, but they might have like okay. flashbacks or something. I thought mm-hmm. there was something about like her. I thought it story. was a
2: prequel because like they were like rebuilding Samus in a different way character wise. And that's what like pissed off people.
1: Uh, um, here we go. Witness the cinematic story of Samus Aron's past. So it's yeah, a prequel. That's yeah, that's a prequel.
2: Hmm. Um, Evan, were you going to say something about Final Fantasy six? No, I was just going to ask Max, um, how much do you know about Final Fantasy six or how much did you know going in? Oh, like the story? Yeah. The story where it goes. Uh, all what I happens. know
1: is that like everybody loves Kefka, I mean, Uh like, loves to hate Kefka. Right. Uh, Mm. And so and like where I'm at, like, like something must be happening because he's like. Uh, kind of out of the picture right now But mm-hmm. like I said I think something major Is going to happen soon so I don't know
2: Oh well if you don't know what the major thing is then Yeah you're in yeah. for a treat People <laughs> have
1: been talking about like I, I always hear oh the opera house Part but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I did that And like it was fine mm-hmm. But it didn't blow my mind in 2018 like maybe mm-hmm. it would have Blown people's mind in 96 I think
2: Oh my god wow.
0: 96 Nice. Evan, what about you? Uh,
2: I might be playing more games than Max did this past month uh, for the first time ever. Um, Wow. Let's see. So first I started playing Spider-Man, and that is a really tasty game, let me tell you. So going in, I'm not, like, the biggest Spider-Man fan. Um, I did really like the uh, Batman Arkham series, and it kind of is that to a degree. Um, But it's still just a fantastic game. Like, if they just made a web slinging simulator that was like this, that in itself would be one of the best games of this year. Cause like the swinging is so good (laughs) and like you you can dive around, jump off buildings. It's just a fantastic time. And there's so many things to collect. It is a shorter game I know. um, So I'm trying to keep it going for as long as I can, but it is a very fun game. Highly recommend. Cool. Um, And I also got Valkyria Chronicles four, which is also a fantastic game and it's uh, itching that um, it's scratching that fire emblem itch that I have uh, for the switch that's coming up in a few months. Um, But it's still a great game. I know you guys played Valkyria Chronicles one and we all really like that game. And this is, I mean, it's just, it's just as good gameplay wise, story wise. I don't think it capitalizes on the first few chapters as much as VC one does. Um, It really grounds you in that world in VC one. But this one is kind of a little wishy washy, but it's starting to heat up and there's like there's some flashbacks for certain characters. So you get to learn more about them and that's more interesting. And there are some big WTF moments where it's just like, oh, that's sad. This is war. Uh, right. Um, but yeah, it's a great <laughs> no. time. Um, it's pretty much what you expect from a VC game, but they have the new grenadier ca- um, class or Grenader, whatever, however you want to call it, um, yeah, some people know. have grenade been, DA. yeah, some people <laughs> have been complaining about it, like saying it's too easy. Um, but I think it makes it a little more difficult mm. because the other, the enemies have grenaders too, so it adds like this new layer uh, to it. It's like, yeah. okay, who should move first? Like who's invulnerable to the grenade and who can like spot the grenade so you can like outsnipe them. It's it's a very very exciting mm. game. Um, and I finally finished Castlevania Four. Um that was hard. Um the last few bots it I really appreciated how how much they did with so little. Um in that I'll just give you an example. Um like every boss, like there were like three or four bosses in the end, um like in a row. And um they were hard. But as soon as you like went through all your mechanics, like all your like skills that you have, they were easy. Like the first boss is like, well, you just need to duck every time he appears and you'll be able to dodge everything. And like the moment you realize that you feel mm-hmm. really smart. And so when you win, you feel great. Ah. Um, but yeah, fantastic game. Love that music. Now I just got to move on to the next Castlevania, uh, whichever one Max loves. I don't know which one yeah. it is. is it, which one is oh,
1: it? a uh, Rondo of blood. And it's actually coming out for ps They're porting it to PS4, like at the end of the month.
2: Okay. Well, there you go. So maybe I'll do a oh, comparison All right. uh, soon enough. Um, and besides that, just Overwatch and a little bit of Dragon Ball. So that's it for me. Just, just a, little, just, just a, little, a taste little bit of Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball. Um, yeah, uh, t-
1: yes, question for Evan. You said Spider-Man was short. I thought it was like a huge open world kind of thing.
2: It is an open world, um, but... I, 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 it borders on sandbox for me because i think it's just manhattan and new york okay and even then i don't think it's the entire i i haven't been to new york um sorry yeah. east coasters um hmm. but i assume it's a little smaller than actual manhattan um yeah so okay yeah okay okay,
1: yeah. okay. uh I also remember. Sorry, I yes. also remember. No, not a question. Uh, I got the uh, Nintendo Switch Online, uh, oh, which comes yeah. with the uh, you know NES games. That's right. Uh, so I played through yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Mario Three, like beating every level, uh, and then I finally beat Super Mario Bros. Uh, without like with also playing every level sequentially, which mm-hmm. I've never done. Uh, I I always die wow. in like the last world or sometimes even the seventh world. Uh, Cause it's like, I can beat the game fairly easily taking all the shortcuts, but mm-hmm. this was the first time I'd ever actually beaten the game going through each level.
0: Sure. There's definitely some like worlds that I don't remember whatsoever just because I've learned how to skip mm-hmm. all of them for sure. Uh, yeah. Most underrated world, world three or world
2: five. Hmm. Hmm. yeah which are which are what three and five
1: Uh, i mean every world is kind of like doesn't necessarily have a theme Mm -hmm. what i do one that i really like i think it's six three is entirely in like grayscale the whole level that's so Uh, interesting weird Mm -hmm. and so it's like that really looks cool like they did more with less like on purpose Mm -hmm. like they even limited themselves from the already limited you know power Mm -hmm. of the nes
2: Mm -hmm. That's fun And then uh, piggybacking off of the Nintendo Online um, In order to get a a week free of Nintendo Online um, I got Dark Souls Or the other way around Dark Souls unlocked a whole week Uh, Week uh free of Switch Online and I played the beta and it's very exciting. I think it comes out um in a week of this recording. Oh. So I'm excited to finally jump into Dark Souls number one on the Switch. Ooh. Wait, have you never played Dark Souls? I have before? never, played, I've Dark never Souls. played Dark Souls. I played Demon uh, oh, man. Souls. I played Demon Souls, okay. Uh, Bloodborne so. is the yeah. only game of from, from from software that I've
0: played. I mean, I um I didn't beat Dark Souls. I didn't even get that. Far in it per se but i mean like i still put in several hours and i mean it's a it's a good game um it's hard i don't know if anybody's told you that dark souls is hard but I, it's, it's hard it's, it's
2: hard um yeah, i brought it to work difficult. and uh, three other guys brought their switches so we played like in a team. So that was that was fun. And it was pretty dumb. Uh, and like uh-huh, we beat the bosses rad. really easily. And then and then my friend was like, well, now you have to play it by yourself and you're going to die like a <laughs> hundred times. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's exciting. And then just as a weird side note, I've been starting to read uh, the manga Berserk um, like uh, two oh months yeah. ago. And then I I read that Dark Souls is inspired by Berserk um, in a way like it's hidden narrative is, like, inspired by Berserk, so I'm interested uh, to see okay. where those influences end up. See if you can even detect yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely one of those games where, like, you could ignore the story and still have a yeah, good time. Yeah. It's just, like, like Bloodborne, actually, but if but if you, like, read the stuff, there's, like, oh, there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes here, sure. So, um, Have
2: you read the stuff, Tim?
0: Oh, I didn't read the stuff. Oh, I man. just, like, ran through and tried to... Not die as uh, much uh, as possible. No,
2: for for Bloodborne.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, I think we both read it a little bit together. Mm-hmm. I might have like looked a little bit more after the fact, just because it was like mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all very weird, Lovecraftian It was very Lovecraftian and stuff. But yeah, it was interesting. It is. Interesting. I think just because like we ended it being like, what just happened? Uh-huh. And I had to, like I went back and like I looked some stuff up. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess all of that weird stuff makes sense. Sure. Um, what have I been playing? I haven't had a lot of time, uh, as usual, but <laughs> I, um, in addition to trying to get through Resident Evil and brawl out a little bit, um, I played a little bit of Destiny too. I think we oh, talked yeah. about this last time, cause, or mm-hmm. maybe a couple times ago, because me and Evan have been playing with Max's fiance Sarah. Uh, shout out to Sarah. Um and it's been fun, actually. Uh, I think that I forgot how much I enjoyed playing the first one, just because I think we all had a blast playing through the campaign. But once we hit the end game, we were kind of like eh about it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And now that I'm like getting back into Destiny 2 again, it feels really good. It's fun to play, and you know there is a lot of depth in like the ways you can like customize your loadout mm-hmm. and your um, the way your abilities combo with your equipment and stuff like that and we haven't really gotten to that point yet but i've been like kind of looking ahead and i'm like oh i can do this cool thing Mm -hmm. or if i equip this uh, exotic armor (laughs) i can up my super damage this much percent and then if i equip this thing yeah yeah, it's just like it all kind of stacks on itself and it's fun um me and evan played in the pvp for a little while (laughs) we were doing the crucible as it's called And that that reminded me that that was my favorite part of Destiny 1. It's the most infuriating, (laughs) but also it's, like, extremely satisfying to, like, succeed in it because, you know, people think they're all tough until you get in their face and tackle them. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But um, I did a really cool thing where I was, like, sprinting down a hallway and then, like, using my shield (laughs) tackle, which is, like, a melee special. And I knocked some dude into (laughs) another dude and it vaporized both of them. And I was just like... It was amazing. And like when the guy was like, double kill. I mean, <laughs> felt yes, it in your bones. Absolutely. I, I am the best of all time. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think they um, figured it
2: out. Like Destiny 1, I they definitely felt, it definitely felt like they were still trying to figure out the game. I think for this game, they dialed back the MMO elements a little more. And they realized mm-hmm. like the guns and then like the team play was the most important aspect of this game. And they just kind of nailed it. Um and I think there might be
0: more emphasis on, actually, well, I, I I feel like I shouldn't talk because we didn't really get too deep into, like, the layers of Destiny 1. But I feel like Destiny 2, it feels like it's a little bit more collaborative, at least team mm-hmm. play-wise. Um, Like, I feel like my abilities as a, the class I'm playing right now is a Titan Sentinel, but I'm going on the... There's, like, sub-sub-classes. Again, you can kind of customize pretty well what you want to be, but, like, I'm, you know, I'm able to give my allies a buff just by when I melee kill somebody. It gives everybody around me an overshield (laughs) and also regenerates their health. And I'm like, I'm being rewarded for punching aliens in the face. This is the best. (laughs) It really just scratches that itch for me, so um yeah but otherwise <laughs> nothing really um i have something i also wanted to do we always talk about what we're playing and you know i don't want to spend too much time before we get into the main part of our podcast but uh name one game you guys are excited to play oh, no. in oh, like my God, the near so future you know like just, <laughs> yeah, uh, just yeah, yeah just like Max a Max wish list start? wise but Max
1: clarification starts. how near <laughs>
0: i was gonna i'm gonna say either just came out or before the year's end oh. in the next couple months well, kind of
2: let me consult uh, my so amazon we'll wish that. list give me a second <laughs> no I, I
0: pretty much know <laughs> didn't i didn't mean to put you guys in the spot i mean yeah, if you i
1: don't know what's i don't know what's coming out mm. okay Evan, I'll, I'll get
2: started um i'm looking forward to red dead 2 that's wow. like in two weeks i think two or three i was very excited for a valkyria chronicles so i have already got that started um dark souls that's out next week as of this recording um soul Calibur is out in two weeks um oh, yeah. tim and i used to play a lot of soul Calibur back in the day mm-hmm. uh two and three mostly And then we just kind of just fell off the bandwagon around four or five. Yeah, they all
0: kind of felt the same after a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this new one looks like it might have enough new stuff. And also I was I was talking to Evan. Like, I think the fact that like I can like play online and stuff, I mean like Mm -hmm. you can do that for the last couple, but like that that sounds fun Mm to me.
2: Well we're at a point now where the Like connectivity on the internet is going to feel pretty good. Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, And also, Bandai Namco uh, nailed Tekken 7. Like, that game is a fun game, even though I hear its netcode is not too good. Um, Mm. Maybe they could turn it around with this new Soul Calibur. Um, But I think it's, you know, finally a time to jump back into Soul Calibur because. Uh, that was a fun game. All the sword clashing and parrying and all that stuff was super exciting and so it 's kind of cool yeah. to see this game you know be become revitalized in the past few years um and then of course smash brothers i'm sure tim you're gonna jump into that that's in yeah december, well right that's in december okay. i, I was actually gonna
0: bring it up oh, okay <laughs> not that, so not that so near. not december
1: okay. um i mean i, I have that, i have mine you did say one game so i have, okay well I have chosen those are the one.
2: several games that i'm interested in next uh,
1: you want to go Uh, sure. Uh, I am looking forward the most, I guess the, the only game that I think I have on pre-order currently, uh, is the SNK 40th anniversary collection for the switch. Oh
2: yeah, that's going to be cool.
1: Uh, it's just a bunch of old, uh, what what I think is cool about it was instead of just being an like old arcade game collection, which it mostly is, it also has a decent amount of SNK published NES games as well. Um, so there's stuff like Crystalis. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but, uh, Mm. And it looks like they've put a lot of work into the compilation. It was the same team that did um, Disney Afternoon Collection, that Street Fighter 30th Anniversary, and the Mega Man yeah. Legacy collections.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Cool.
0: So, um, I don't suppose that has Capcom versus SNK too. Uh,
1: no,
2: this is Darn. all game. This is all uh, like pre
0: 1995 games.
1: <laughs>
2: Boo. That's
1: fair.
0: Okay.
2: Where's number three, Capcom um, slash SNK? Nowhere. Yeah, never, it's never gonna
0: happen. Uh, what am I looking forward to? I really, really want to play Valkyria Chronicles two. And sorry, yeah,
2: no, <laughs> no, it's number two. Four. It's number Four? Two. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: don't really want to play two. <laughs> yeah, the joke is that Valkyria Chronicles two and three were far removed from the Valkyria Chronicles formula, so this feels like the first actual sequel, I think. But. Um, I really want to play that game. I've had it, like, in my cart for weeks, but I've just been like, I don't have time to play anything right now, so, like, why would I buy this now? I'm going to maybe wait for a deal or something. But, Mm -hmm. (laughs) weirdly, I think the next game I might buy might be Mario Party. Super Mario Party for the Switch. (laughs) Okay. Um, Not that, like, it's gotten, like, rave reviews, but actually someone did some compilation. Not compilation, but, like, they looked at past reviews, and I think all Mario Parties have kind of got, like, kind of, sort of, like yeah. positive to middling reviews and this is like one of the higher up ones and I mm-hmm. I miss a good Mario Party man mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a good time with friends and I think most of the games are motion control which is kind of a drag but I think the Switch's Joy-Cons are better than the Wii Wii nunchucks and stuff were so I have I have hope that maybe it feels a little bit better than it used to so on that note let's move on to <gasps> Resident Evil um, cool, so I'm going to start with a little overview here This is going to be me giving a little bit of history and stuff So bear with me for a couple minutes while I set the stage Set um, it, baby So, in Japan, <laughs> Resident Evil is known as Biohazard That's just basically the, the, the title you'll see for all the Resident Evil games But um, Resident Evil's a... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little bit from Wikipedia here uh, Resident Evil's a survival horror game Developed and published by Capcom. Um, so, this version that we're playing is the remake of it, uh, which was originally released for GameCube in 2002. Um, the original, original Resident Evil was a 1996 PlayStation game. Hmm. Um, so, we're playing. A remaster of the GameCube remake, uh, which was put on PlayStation 3 and then ported to PlayStation 4, I believe, is Mm -hmm. how that's been going. So, Um, yeah, so basically the story of Resident Evil, it basically takes place in a Midwestern town called Raccoon City, where a series of bizarre murders have taken place. Um, I think the the voiceover in the cutscene is like, there have been a series of bizarre murders. <laughs> Victims have been reported to be... Ian. Eaten. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the player takes control of either Chris Redfield or Jill Valentine, members of STARS, which is Special Tactics and Rescue Service. I looked this up. Um, they're agents sent in by the city, I guess, to investigate the murders. So... Um, yeah, the uh, like I said, this is a survival horror game. Um, actually, the first lines you see when you first start the game is, um, enter the survival horror, <laughs> which is grammatically a little suspect, but um, this is actually the first time that the phrase survival horror was used. Um, I think Resident Evil popularized the genre for sure. Um, but yeah, it's basically for those who don't know, the survival horror is a subgenre of like action adventure games. Um, the tropes of which are the main character is usually more vulnerable and underarmed um, than your standard action hero, um, which kind of puts emphasis on uh, escaping enemies. Um, and like there's also like puzzle solving and stuff rather than like confronting enemies like head on. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, other things are like inventory management, which sounds boring, but it does get stressful and uh, like rationing out resources like ammunition and health items. So that's basically the the main stuff about survival horror games. Um, And I have a little bit here about. An older game that Resident Evil was based off of that I'll <laughs> run through real quick, so this is a game called Sweet Home that was for the n e s and I've never played it but um max, have you uh
1: it was only released for the Famicom, which i mean was the japanese n e s but right. sorry technica- technicality uh I have not played it uh though I do own it.
0: Uh, as it is a Famicom game (laughs) I see yeah it was created by um, Tokoro Fujiwara who would later go on to create Resident Evil and it's a Capcom game so again like just laying the blueprints for Resident Evil it's focused on solving a variety of puzzles, using items in a stored limited inventory while escaping creatures. Yeah, it's it's basically the original mm. Resident Evil. I uh, And I pulled this from Wikipedia. It said its quote-unquote horrific imagery prevented its release in the Jeez. Western world. Um, and I'm just like, okay, was this horrific for, you know, like 1989 or is it actually like, does it have like some really graphic (sighs) pictures that they slapped in?
1: Oh, I don't think it's graphic pictures. I think there might've been like. Something about ch- like a child mm. getting murdered. Yeah, yeah. I Doesn't could be wrong. Great. I could be wrong there. I read a review of it a long time ago.
0: Yeah, it me that. There, there was
1: I something know. where people were like, "This game oh. is still kind of scary, thirty mm. years later or
0: whatever." Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it does like what Resident Evil does as well, where like it builds its story. I think through you're reading like diary entries of people, which is mm. kind of creepy in its own way. We can talk about that as we get into it, but so on to Resident Evil the game um and i think this is the time where i put myself on blast uh, where i come clean and uh, say i didn't finish it i didn't he didn't finish his own game i didn't finish my own game and i actually i feel but i feel less bad about this than i did well, when i didn't finish catherine because yeah. at least it was my game that's that true, i didn't that's finish uh-huh. No know, know wins, so but no i i do regret it um but, and we'll we'll get to this later, I set aside <laughs> time that I thought would be adequate to get through it, and then it wasn't <laughs> at all what I was expecting. And then, like, I just, like, I put myself in a place where yeah. it's like, I can't finish this game, you know? Yeah, Um, I had a similar experience Though thankfully
1: I gave myself a little bit more time. I was like, oh, Evan beat it in the first weekend that it was assigned. (laughs) Like, oh, I can I can breeze through it in like like I didn't start it right away because I was like, oh, it's it's got to be pretty short. Like what? It's like, you know, six, eight hours. Uh, Well, I looked on how long to beat and said like 10. It said like 10. My playthrough felt like at least 15. I don't know. I didn't I don't remember if it gave me a clear time and I didn't look at it. But it felt long because uh, I would basically just play it for an hour at a time at night. But it felt like it was just like I was in that mansion for
0: like two weeks of, mm-hmm. you know, real
2: time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've, yeah, I we'll we'll get to it. And like, I mean, like I've. Thankfully, I I played through enough where I think I can definitely like talk about the pros and cons of the game, and also the reason I recommend it in the first place is because I am familiar with it. Right, like I've seen play, I've been with friends playing through <laughs> yeah. it, even though I myself have not. But um, and again, I want to I want to bring this up. I want to talk about my own personal history with this game. <laughs> this game scared the bejesus out of me in middle school. Like, oh my god, I I I sl- okay. So growing up, I slipped with a nightlight up until like fifth grade mm-hmm. or something like that and i didn't sleep with it for a while but then after playing resident <laughs> evil i had to have a nightlight again for like a couple more years nice. like i like i went it relapsed me yeah it's just it's and yeah we'll we'll get around to it in a second but first and foremost let's just talk about Ooh. the gameplay Ooh. of resident evil so um this game is notorious for having quote-unquote tank controls and is in it's Hard as hard to control as like a tank is IRL. Um, but I think then the remake had some like changes made that made it a little easier to move around. But, um, y'all, what did you think of the way this game handled?
1: Yeah, um, so I used the tank controls because, like, by which I mean I used the D-pad as, you know, the original PlayStation game only had a D-pad, though they later, I think, released a DualShock version of the game. Uh, Mm -hmm. I couldn't get the tank controls to work very well with the stick. It always felt like I wasn't pressing the direction that I wanted to go, whereas I got pretty used to the D-pad tank controls, and they were fine. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I... I think I'm pretty good at, like, oh, this game is a product of its time. So, like, you know, someone who's expecting really good controls wouldn't would maybe be bothered by it. Uh, But I'm like, I know what to expect. I've played games like this before. I've played Onimusha, which feels very similar. I think it was the same engine uh, as Resident Evil. Um, But uh, I mean. Other modern games, for example, the Grim Fandango remake had a Mm. fully 3D stick movement that felt like a normal current game, Uh, but that Mm -hmm. was originally a tank control game as well, and you get an achievement if you play through the entire game with tank controls. But I'm saying it can be done. They can translate it to modern gameplay, but then that's an adventure game where time doesn't really matter as much. It's not an action game at all, so I could see it effectively breaking the game if they did something like that with Resident Mm -hmm. Evil.
2: Hmm, I can see that. Uh, that Um, I think this this is harder for me to answer because um, I absolutely love this game. Um, And it's (laughs) so ingrained, like in my mind, like as soon as I picked up the controller, I was like, yeah, I know exactly what to do. So it's hard to step (laughs) back and objectively look at it. Um, I will say, like, the best parts about tank controls is... You know, again, how helpless you feel in some circumstances. Um, Say if you're running and then suddenly you run into a zombie. If this was another game, you could easily turn around, start running, run the other way and start shooting while you're running, probably. But in this game, I found myself running into a zombie, stopping and then backing up very slowly because I was like, oh, God, what do I do? Um, And that moment is just so exciting to me, um, just deciding what to do next um, in that in that moment of running into a zombie, um, I will say it is a little cheap that um, you can have auto aim on because um, you can like walk into a room. And then press auto-aim, and your character will aim at a nearby zombie, which you probably couldn't see because of the camera angles, and be like, oh, it's over there, so I know what to do now. I'm um, very
0: thankful for auto-aim.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
0: um, that was like my, like, I enter a new room, immediately Aims Like, is there yeah, someone here?
2: <laughs> what's here? What's here? Just start shooting wildly. Um, um, but, okay, so that's the controls. Um, but, yeah, there's item management. Um, is also part of the the mechanics and I also really like the item management um, aspect of this game mainly because it adds such a layer of excitement and forethought into the game Um, well okay as a side note there's these zombies if you kill a zombie without killing but blowing up their head or incinerating them they'll come back as a crimson head um, so the only way, if you shoot a zombie, they fall down and die. The only way to get rid of it is to burn it. But of course that takes two items. Yes, it does. Um, so anytime you find yourself in a safe house or a safe room and you're going through your items, you're always thinking, do I want to deal with that crimson head now or later? Um, and then mm. do I want to open all these doors now, but have less ammo now or later? Um, that is like the pinnacle of the Resident Evil experience to me is like sitting in that item room and being like, "What are my next moves and that's exciting, like just like going through all the rooms in your head like, okay, I'll go here, go up the stairs, take a left, go through that door, go through over here, and go over there, and i 'll be good, um, but sometimes it's not always good um, <laughs> uh, sometimes
0: it's not always good, yeah that Resident Evil
2: says it's not very good. <laughs> um
0: yeah, well you actually you touched on two different things that I wanted to talk about. Um you mentioned the camera which we'll get back to, but since we're in the middle of talking about the inventory thing. Um I see, I, I know what you're saying mm-hmm. and I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but also, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I think as far as like management for, you know, your, your upcoming tasks and stuff like that, the things you can plan for, I, 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 I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're, and so for people, for people who maybe don't, I don't. I don't remember if Evan specifically mentioned this, but like you have a certain amount of items you can yeah, bring, correct. right? And you have to like you. Your gun counts. Your keys mm-hmm. count. Like literally everything except for whatever reason, Jill's lockpick, um, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and then Chris, yeah, is Chris has the
0: lighter, right? Yeah. For Jill, it's an item you have in your inventory. Yeah. For Chris, he has it handy always, but um, otherwise these are things that take up slots. And Jill has uh six slots, and Chris has four, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I played through as Jill, and Evan played through as Jill, but I think Max played through as Chris, so I'll ask you about that mm-hmm. in a sec. But, I wanted to be different. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> you are a different uh, buddy. But, God, <laughs> there's just so many times that I, you know, and maybe, Evan, because you maybe had a better idea of what the exactly. action, was and where to like yeah. What the look like what it was mm-hmm. um, Where things were that worked out For you but there would be so many times where like I'm exploring cause I don't know what the hell Anything is anywhere and I'll get to some Like place I like Avoided deftly a bunch of zombies And got to a place I'm like mm-hmm. okay I can progress And it's like Oh, it looks like you need this crest shaped like a moon, and I'm like, <laughs> I left the crest shaped like a moon in the <laughs> item box, and <laughs> I have to like run back to find it. And it's like a whole thing, but yeah, Max, what? Um, yeah, so I feel
1: like I um, I started more on the Tim side, and then I ended more on the Evan side, mm-hmm. though not entirely. Uh, so when I started, I I. I mean, I agree with your frustration of needing items and not knowing which items you'll need. Um, But in terms of I think when I started, I was just confused by everything. I had no idea where I was or how to get anywhere. But because you're spending a good chunk of the game just in this one house. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's a mansion, so there's lots of rooms all interconnected in different ways. Once you start to learn how to get somewhere like without using your map or at least with lightly using your map, Mm because I was very map friendly, uh, Mm -hmm. like the game kind of like clicked for me mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, OK, I can start appreciating this now. And like, I don't think I really thought as highly of the inventory system as Evan. But like, I like how much he appreciates it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, he gets uh, points like, for that, yeah. It felt pretty tedious mm-hmm. at times. I think also as I was playing Chris, I believe he has less slots in his inventory. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, he does. He has, he does. He has four.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Six. He has 6. The Jill has 8. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, whatever. Okay. I knew Chris had 2 less yeah. than Jill. Okay, did, yeah. So yeah. like 8, I feel like I would have like
1: honestly given the game more mm-hmm. points like in my review score if I had had more inventory just cuz it would have made it mm-hmm. less of a kind of hassle running back and yeah. forth.
0: Yeah. Uh, t- full disclosure, I started as Chris, realized that he didn't have the lock pick. Or two mm-hmm. other slots. I initially started with him because I'm like, oh, I want to be able to take mm-hmm. more damage. But when I like realized that like Jill had a few more like quality of life improvements, otherwise, I'm like, that's way b- yeah. more worth it to me, and I, I mm-hmm. picked that. So, okay. But I, in defense of
1: Chris. Uh, in some defense of Chris Having the lighter I think is way more oh, useful than having a
0: lockpick I had to go back for the lighter a few times When I didn't think I like needed to um, And that was super annoying um, And also just having like one less Space to have to deal with crimson heads That's oh, yeah. huge too Like
2: so. the moment where you shoot a zombie And they fall down and you didn't hear the head explode And you don't have a lighter You're just like
1: well shoot yeah. Have to run yeah. all the way back Damn it! Uh-huh. <laughs> and see that was never me
2: That happened to me this playthrough where I was like, I'll deal with it later. And I forgot. And literally like a half hour later, (laughs) I was dealing with a crimson head. And it's the same. Just as a side note again. Sorry, there's gonna be a lot of side notes. It is the scariest sound to hear a crimson head (laughs) running towards you because you hear Mm -hmm. you hear it in the distance. And it's very fast. Like and then all of a sudden he's in your face and you're like, oh, shoot. Shotgun. And they just question. Were you guys playing with headphones? I played headphones sometimes. Yeah. Exclusively. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I you also play with I also with headphones in my room, and like that, I think oh, adds my so much to it because the, like you can hear like in your right ear, like there's a moan, and you're like, and
2: you're like you have to like flip around. Cause you the know sound there. design in this game is so good. Yeah, absolutely. like everything sounds so good. Everything is like purposely implemented in this game, sound wise, just to like give you better clues as mm-hmm. to what to do in every room. Yeah. But yeah, I could, I very could go true. on about
0: that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I don't know. Does anybody have anything else in the meantime to say about the inventory? Or can we move on? Well, to I mean,
2: this? I'll say again. Things. I mean, it's so integral to the survival horror, the item aspect of it. Like, I would absolutely For hate sure. this in any other genre of game. But because it's in Resident Evil and it fits the premise so well, I that's why I like it so much. But I understand it's flawed, For though. Sure. And yeah. I mean, like,
0: I'll let you have yeah. that, but. Yeah, and also there would be times where like I had you know, I I saved like two slots in like in my inventory to like go do an errand, you know. It's like, okay, this is the next thing I'm going to do now. And then like I'd go to the where I needed to be and it's like I needed three slots. I have like <laughs> one. I don't have room for Just one thing I need to pick up. And so so I just imagine, like, Jill just, like, picking up what she can carry, like, looking down and seeing some, like, <laughs> again, moon crest or something, like, oh, and just man. be like, uh, and, like, running back, and then putting it all in a box, and then running back to get the other crest of it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so I think they really evolved the whole uh, inventory management concept in Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's hard to go back, I think, to a degree. Uh, yeah. That's true. Uh, in that Resident Evil 4, it was a little bit more of an actual puzzle, mm. uh, whereas Resident Evil 1 is just
0: make a choice of which things. Uh, yeah, I, I actually loved Resident Evil 4's inventory management. And I had totally forgotten about that. for For listeners who don't know, basically, you had... Uh, a briefcase of sorts and it had certain, it was like a grid and certain items took up more spaces in the grid. And so it was kind of up to you to figure Mm -hmm. out like, okay, how do I arrange this? So like everything kind of fits in my briefcase, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. which was really kind of ingenious, honestly. so. Um, So Evan, you mentioned a couple things about like auto aim revealing zombies and also like not knowing where the crimson heads were because like of the way the camera was, on you, oh boy! So the camera, I think, plays a very large role in like what makes this game. Oh man, tense! What gives it so much of its <laughs> like personality? Um, mm-hmm. So it's hard to explain, but for listeners, uh, basically, the camera in uh, Resident Evil is different. It's like fixed cameras. Um, when you're moving through a room, the shot will change depending on which part of the room you're in. So for example, you might enter a door in a room and it's got like a close-up shot of like Jill or your main character, like coming through the door, like facing them. And so you can't, they're, they're looking into the room, but you're looking at them and you're just like, okay. And you walk towards the camera and the camera switches to like an overhead view. And you walk a little further and it switches to like a side view. So at any given moment, there are so many blind spots Mm -hmm. that your character has (laughs) and that creates such this tension of not knowing what's immediately in front of you which mm-hmm. is just like it, it's just it creates so a really big tension moment mm-hmm. but like i don't know what did you guys what did you guys think of this? Was it effective? Did it work for you? I,
2: I mean, I'm going to mimic most of that, but I, w- I would also say I like the minimalism and it's HUD in that there was no HUD when you're playing this game. Um, everything is conveyed visually. Um, if you get hurt, your character starts to limp a little more and you're like, Oh shoot, I should probably go to my menu and heal. Um, of course it doesn't tell you how me- how much bullets you have left, but that's kind of the point of the game of survival horror. It's like you have to count your bullets or check your menu a lot um, also, another side note, I like how um, reloading takes forever. So it, it kind of like pushes you to like go to your menu and reload through the menu rather than in game. Um, so you're always on top of it. Uh, Max, you uh, going to uh, disagree yeah. with me.
1: No, I, I am team reload after every single shot, if possible. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. In most, ga- in most games, but exactly. especially in this
2: yeah. game. And then also, I kind of mentioned this in um, Attack of the Friday Monsters. I appreciated the fixated camera because it gave this like added autourism directorial, you know, viewpoint for the game. Like anytime you would enter a room, it's 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 always a different experience um, so you can see, like the light of the moon coming through in certain shots or like broken glass in the in the foreground over here um, it just really illustrated the mansion very well to me as a player going through this game like I got all the EBGBs um, and all those camera angles while playing um, Max you want to go I think
1: that's interesting because apparently I was you know looking at the Wikipedia and like this game was made you know uh, six years after the original by the same director and apparent like Shinji Mikami, mm-hmm. Shinji. director of God Hand, the best game of all time, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and he did it because he felt that like he was like graphics have improved enough like that this like was not my original vision like he's like I need to do it so that I can make it closer to that mm-hmm. and so like I feel like that probably comes through a lot more in the camera angles than it would on yeah. a you know PlayStation mm-hmm. One yeah, game. That's and, then, true.
2: and then also when you have the stationary camera, um, you can like render so many more like images and whatnot in the like and like graphics so like this game still looks really good to me like if, if i just showed you a screenshot of it you'd be like oh that's like an indie game from today um but no it's like it's like almost 15 years old now, which is crazy to think about. This This
0: game is gorgeous. I mean, like it's horrifying, but it looks really good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean,
2: I mean the people like the characters like Jill, like their faces are a little little meh, Um, but you're not up in their face in every scene. So it's just, it's just gorgeous to look at.
0: Mm, Yeah. Um, Yeah. As far as the camera goes, I'd like to bring up a few cons of the camera. Or at least there's one glaring (laughs) one. I mean, just the way that it's set up. I mean, obviously, it's meant to obscure your view. You're not supposed to be able to see all the dangers Mm -hmm. and stuff. However, once you have encountered the danger, and this game strongly encouraged you to not, like, stand your ground Mm -hmm. at all times and just kind of, like, try to maneuver around enemies as much as you can... Um, sometimes the camera makes that extremely difficult. I've been in, I've definitely been in situations like two zombies, like <laughs> coming at me from different angles. And I like, I know, like, okay, I know the angle that I need to go in and then I move and the yeah, camera like, shifts and then I go yeah. in the wrong
2: direction and well, it's I mean, like if if, if the camera transitions and you're holding forward, you're still going to go forward. But your your point of view does throw Mm. you off. You're like, oh, wait, should I be going Mm. straight? No, I agree. Once you get used to the tank controls, it's actually the two work in
1: tandem, I think. The the you know because you know okay I'm gonna be going this way and as long as I'm holding forward I know where I'm gonna go or if I need to angle a little bit to the left it's still to the mm-hmm. like left is
0: still left so you know? okay well that's interesting so I used the I think like not the original controls but like whatever controls they put on the uh, remaster maybe or the remake mm-hmm. and maybe that's slightly different because it was just. I was using the analog left analog stick, and that's oh. where I was going. You know, so uh-huh. um, and uh, to a, that, so hmm. to a certain extent, I think it's true. Like when the camera changed, my character did keep going in that direction. Sometimes it seemed a little inconsistent, um, and it that definitely been, yeah. put me in some bad positions where I felt like I knew where <laughs> I needed to be, and it just I didn't get myself there. So, but yeah, you know. yeah. um, overall, I think the camera was what it was supposed to be. And I think it accomplished itself fairly mm-hmm. well. I just like some frustrations here and there, but yeah, mm-hmm. cool. All right. Um, hmm. Okay. We talked about the camera. We talked about the items. Um, the save mechanics I thought was kind of interesting in the era of having a PS4 with a rest mode. Um, mm. because uh, good point. it used to be, so the way the game works, save mechanically wise is like, you have a limited amount of saves. You have to find ink ribbons, in the mansion which have a limited use and then you use those to save your progress. So like back then you probably had to like be very careful about mm-hmm. how often you were saving. You had to like probably plan out longer play sessions and stuff like that. But in the age of the PS4 it's like, well, I'm done for lost. the night. Just <laughs> hit rest mode and just yeah, just go and come back. But it, yeah.
2: yeah, it adds that layer of like I died after playing 20 minutes. Um I have to get everything back or you can also be like am I going to die? And then will this whole thing be worthless? So should I just not save now? And just, am I just exploring right now? What am I doing? Um, but yeah, yeah, agreed in the PS4 era. It's like, that's completely lost. Do you have something Max? Um, I, I I just wanted to say, I did not use rest mode once
1: to suspend and resume my game. Uh, which also taught me that the game gives you plenty of the, Mm -hmm. like, I think I saved close to 25 times and I still had like 10 anchor ribbons at the end of the game. So, uh, I, I I would like to know if I assume difficulty changes the dro- frequency of yes, items absolutely. because absolutely. like the game was a little bit hard for me at the beginning on normal mode but after a while i just had so much healing and ammo stock well well actually that
0: gives me a nice transition i wanted to talk about difficulty so my question is um in the beginning of the game it's kind of cute they say like how do you like your games do you like them to be a mountain climb do you like them to be a bike ride or do you like them to be a walk which is supposed to be like you know harder medium to easy or
2: whatever um did you guys what did you guys pick um considering like my life as it is now as an adult i just chose normal um <laughs> but as an aside i did i think i beat this on this heart on the hardest difficulty back when i was a young lad um and it is a lot harder like you take a lot more damage um there are less saves less ammo less everything Um, And I in a way, I feel like that's how the game should be played, like at the hardest difficulty. Um, But I understand that's a huge time sink, because like we were talking about with the saves, like you could die and lose all your progress. So, yeah, that's that's a thing. So so
0: I did some research um, and it turns out I believe that the mountain climbing is actually the normal difficulty. I'm not sure if that was a thing for the remake or what, but Mm -hmm. which means the bike ride is easy mode and the walk is very easy mode. And I think it affects Hmm. item drops, like you said, damage you take, damage you deal, and stuff like that. So you guys were playing on easy mode. I was playing on very easy mode.
2: (laughs) Interesting. Um, Oh my (laughs) god! Is this very easy mode? (laughs) Is this? Yes. Uh,
1: Another another game changed for Western audiences. Uh Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) go figure. Yeah, yeah, and the Capcom
0: game isn't that isn't that interesting? Yeah, another Capcom and their difficulty levels, man. Um, but, okay, so, on the note of difficulty, I guess, Max, as Chris, I mean, we talked about the challenges you face not having enough items, which is, like, the main one, but also, as Mm -hmm. Chris, um, you don't have access to the lockpick, which gets you through some, like, kind of, like, minor doors and stuff like that, and you had to, like, go get other keys and stuff. Did you feel like that was, like... I don't know, more of a house? It wasn't that bad.
1: Um, I, Yeah, you you got a type of key just called Old Key, and you mm-hmm. could have multiple of them. Um, It wasn't that bad. There were, like, maybe... I think there were four in the game. So okay. I feel like you probably... You know, if you're choosing between Lighter or Lockpick, I think you set more than four zombies <laughs> on fire. True, so, that's true. You know, uh, in that sense, I think I think it's, it's the better choice. In that sense, obviously, he has less actual inventory slots, hmm. so it kind of negates there, that. There is
2: another key feature of Jill... That like makes her playthrough a lot easier and it's Barry. Um Barry Hell does yeah. a lot for Jill in this game. Um some examples include um, you can just get the first shotgun without having to solve a puzzle. Um, he'll save you from a contraption. Um, he fixes a door that breaks at some point so you can go back and forth between this this loop if you want. Oh, my God. The door.
1: <laughs> the one with the broken knob. Yeah, he yeah, fixes that for door. you. Um, oh, my God. If,
2: if you're sadistic and you let him die at a certain point in the game, you can get Barry's Magnum, which is super strong. Um yeah, there's there's lots of moments like that um, that make the game a lot easier.
0: Yeah. Um, did Chris get like any better weapons or anything like that? I thought he maybe not, actually. Was it just, I
2: don't
1: I don't know what all the weapons are, but uh, you, you get to hang out with Rebecca. <laughs> That's so he might
2: have got the flamethrower. If
1: OK, I'm yeah, that mistaken. might be true. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the flamethrower for like two rooms. Oh, um, <laughs> and then you have to put it back.
0: <laughs> Lame. <Okay>. Poor Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Jill's like, you know, they try to make it like seem like it's more balanced because she takes more damage, but I think that really is kind of it. <laughs> I think otherwise she's got it easier. Yeah. So um Yeah. Okay. Um Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a, an organic way to kind of move through this, but I think I want to talk hmm. about um I guess just kind of the general structure of the game as this game's really a puzzle game mm, in is. a lot of ways, you know, like it's ex- it's exploring, but I don't know. Yeah. Max, did you have some input there? Or? Well,
1: so, I mean, like I, I kind of at one point just like
0: zoomed my brain out mm. on the game
1: and I'm like, this is just a Metroidvania game. But instead of a platformer shooter, it's just a kind of clunky mm-hmm. 3D shooter, <laughs> yeah. like uh, like a s- slow. I mean, it is it is, I think, what it wants mm. to be. Uh, In that it's, you know, it wants to be slow and it doesn't want to be like you're some like, you know, Mm -hmm. guns master uh, who's going to just kill all the zombies real easy. Uh, But I think I mean, like and that's kind of where the the, I found like enjoyment in the game is, you know, being like, oh, I just got this key. Mm -hmm. I know where this goes. Mm -hmm. I can go right back there. Like Mm -hmm. what's going to be in there, Mm -hmm. you know? Just like, you know, the just the little doors you unlock as you progress, you know, like in this case, you know, it's literal locks and keys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just that's satisfying to me. I like that genre of games and that's why I like that genre of games. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, well, I'll, I'll save it for a little later, but yeah. mm-hmm. OK, interesting.
0: I,
2: I will say to to the Metroidvania comparison, like. Yeah, I think it in a way it's kind of a disservice because like they do, the only thing to me that they have in common is this exploration, this, this emphasis on exploration. Um, it's, it's not an action game. It it, like, I, I, I wouldn't even put shooter in a description of this game. There is a character with a gun in it. Yes. Um, but the fact that, you know, zombies take like less than 10 bullets to kill, um, it's just it just so dissuades you from from going going in guns blazing. Um, but yeah, so I mean, apt comparison, but also just an exploration only. Well, so what I was going to say about it being a, a puzzle game
0: is like I felt like for most of the enemies, like I'd say a vast majority of them um, again, like the game dissuades you from like, I think, engaging with all of them. I think the placements of the enemies are in such a way where it encourages you to kind of, um, you know, if you if you can bait them yeah. into, like, lunging at you, you can, like, you maneuver mm-hmm. around them. And so, like, in that, it's, a, like, each encounter is a little mini puzzle mm-hmm. in itself, I think, which I thought was really interesting. Um, maybe something I didn't really grasp so much when I was younger. But, um, yeah, and, of course, whenever you're trying to get into the next area, there's some... Some kind of puzzle Mm. blocking your way, you know, it's like, uh, again, I made the joke about the crests, but you are going places to collect things, to open doors, to go to different places, to collect more things, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, there are, and there's also like mini rooms that have isolated puzzles as
2: well, but it's like, uh, dude, like the whole mansion's a puzzle, you know, <laughs> like you're just yeah. trying to figure out this this mansion puzzle. Mm-hmm. But then like, I mean, there's like the huge puzzle, which is the mansion itself. And then there's lots of micro puzzles like um, items. You have to like look at the items. You have to turn it over and press a switch and that'll activate the actual key of the item. Um, there's just puzzles everywhere. This is a puzzle game <laughs> with zombies in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll
1: say that because like a lot of times what I, what I feel like is a big kind of uh, detractor of enjoyment for me is a lot of times the puzzles are just which thing do I put here? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what thing do I put in this place mm-hmm. to trigger the door to open the next area? It's like I feel like at least half of the puzzles are basically just that. I mean, there were some that were more involved and I appreciated mm-hmm. those, though. Even then, they were usually pretty simple. Um like there were only a few that I feel like had like more than three I, moving parts, kind yeah, of. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, I will say like the puzzles themselves are not very difficult, but everything that leads up to that puzzle um, is the puzzle itself, sort of thing. If that makes sense, <laughs> you're kind of like, okay, I have sure. these many slots. What do I put in there? And then you go to a room, and it's like, okay, what's new about this room? Um, Yeah, I agree that like some of the puzzles are are very simple, but the lead up to that is is very complicated and very nerve wracking in a way.
1: I mean, yes. So, I I mean, I do agree that the kind of overarching huge puzzle of the mansion itself Mm -hmm. is pretty satisfying. Mm -hmm. It's like this huge Rubik's cube with like dozens of moving parts. Mm -hmm. But then the parts themselves
0: are, I feel like, only ever semi interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I could see that um was there any i'm gonna maybe focus more on maybe like the micro puzzles on this point uh were there any that were like any what 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 stood Hmm. out to you i guess was there one in particular that like stood out to you and Hmm. we can also talk about like if we had any outside help with any (laughs) of these puzzles or not but um yeah what were you thinking
1: um yeah so the only like think thinking back to like Did did I like any of these puzzles? I was like, there was one where you had to move a series of uh, like suits of armor around. There were just four of them. But like when you would push one in to put it in place, others might pop out or get sucked back in. And so you kind of just had to figure out like the language of the puzzle uh, Mm -hmm. to figure out which Mm -hmm. order to push them in. Uh, It was, you know, fairly simple. Uh, But that one, I feel like actually made me use my brain a little bit uh whereas other others were just more of kind of getting around the mm-hmm. controls of the game uh or just mm-hmm. putting things in the holes
0: i feel like they varied wildly in difficulty like i mean like the one that stood out to me as like extremely easy was like there was one where you had to like light up portraits to like light up um like specific certain. portraits in certain colors to like mm-hmm. make the stained glass a certain color i was mm-hmm. like this is brain dead i know exactly what i'm doing here you mm-hmm. know but mm-hmm. um other ones there was that one in the residence um that like you like i don't remember specifics i just kind of remember like being exhausted and kind of just like futzing with it for a little <laughs> bit before like looking at a guide and just like okay good we're good was it the um, keypad Mm, it was either the keypad or the one where you were mixing chemicals. Oh, the um, chemical one. The uh, chemical one had to do, do with it.
2: numbers. I, that that one had skippable. to add. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, was it skippable?
1: Uh-huh. It yeah, damages the boss. Like it takes half the boss's health away yeah. if you do it, which yeah. I yeah. didn't know. I just went in and shot the boss a lot with my <laughs> shotgun.
0: It all worked out. Um, yeah. So I don't know, Evan, did you like or dislike any of the puzzles specifically?
2: Um, I'd say, yeah, the armor one was one of my more favorite ones. Um, I also enjoyed, um, I think this happened twice, um, with the boxes that gave you pieces of a, of a picture and you had to put them back in order and to create a bigger picture, like a moon or something. And then it fit into a crest and then it opened the box and it gave you a key. Mm -hmm. Um, just like some of the, um, Again, the sound in this game is just fantastic. Like just some of these tiny button presses just feel and sound so good. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I would say the box ones, the night one. um, I remember back when I was younger, the the shark um, puzzle like killed me several Times and mm. it was it's, it's uh, pretty Dumb it's just like a series of button presses But you can do it in the wrong order And there's a time limit So like there's a lot of deaths there And I think I even remember like I played For like an hour died there and lost all my Progress so that one <laughs> that one Is my least favorite obviously um, And this time I remembered exact I was like One two four three Okay gotcha Capcom. <laughs> I hate you um, <laughs> But yeah
0: huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that actually brings me to another point I want to talk about. Um, what did you think of the game's bosses? Because sometimes... Well, what did you guys think of the game's <laughs> bosses? Let's start with that. Max, you want to get us started?
1: Uh uh unremarkable and not that fun <laughs> um i mean they were they were basically um, for the most part the bosses were y- your typical bullet sponge enemies uh aside from maybe one or two where you just had to interact with the environment mm-hmm. in a certain way to get the boss gone um right. i mean they're kind of your basic video game bosses where they follow a certain mm-hmm. pattern And they have openings where you can shoot them. You know, it's, uh, I feel like there wasn't a lot
2: to say about the bosses and they were kind of a weak point for me. Yeah. I think the bosses are the weakest point of this game. Um, in that it kind, I, I feel like they just didn't know what to do exactly because control wise, they're putting you like in this box, a tank shaped box. And they're like, okay, how do we have the, how do we make it fair for the character to, to fight a boss? And what they came up with was pretty lackluster. Um, especially the final boss is, is Tyrant, I think it is. Um, and he's just mm. a giant hulking zombie, and he just walks slowly towards you. Um, and there's really nothing interactive-wise to do there. Because, um, like, the whole game, you're avoiding fights. And then a boss fight in a game like that, you know, discourages you, it, uh, discourages combat. It just doesn't make sense. Um, but I will say, um, right. Lisa... Um, Lisa is a fantastically designed boss. Um, and her like sound effects are absolutely terrifying. Um, and all the, Mm -hmm. like all the lore, I guess that surrounds each boss is, is great. It's amazing. And I, I love the, um, the puzzle before the first boss, which is just a crimson head in a in a um in a coffin. Um but every time you you solve a part of this puzzle, the coffin comes down a little closer to the ground with all this blood pouring out of it. And like the the, the lead up to that is just mm-hmm. terrifying. But then once you realize it's just it's just the crimson head, you just shoot <laughs> it, it like three really times with a shotgun. Scary looking crimson um, head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, everything surrounding each boss is fantastic, but when once you're actually in the boss fight it's it's not great.
0: Right. And I mean that's that's why i um well, i brought it up in the first place was because there's so many times where you have games where they throw in bosses because they feel like they have to you know and in yeah. a game like this the discourages combat usually all of a sudden puts you in a situation where you're expected to face it head-on it's like well i'm <laughs> i'm in the wrong game um <laughs> but yeah i think i think what you guys when max kind of hit the nail on the head um there's a couple of bosses where it's more like you're interacting with the environment to kind of get past it as an obstacle, and I feel like those are more in tune with the game. Like, for example, the shark boss, that's prime example mm-hmm. um, of, like, you're in a tense situation, you have to solve this puzzle, and then you get out of the danger. You know, that's way better mm-hmm. than, I don't know, the first boss, uh, I mean, I think Yawn... Is the first boss encounter mm-hmm. right? The that giant python. Right. Yeah. Um, oh yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I don't know. Like you're in this room with this big snake that's taking up <laughs> most of the room. You can't really move around, and you're like trying to avoid getting bitten, and you you can't really very well,
2: and it's just like a very bad experience overall. So, well, actually, you can, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> you you literally just like run in a circle, like shoot once with your shotgun, and start running again. Like it's not okay. a very remarkable. Well, I, I mostly was.
0: Letting Richard do the shooting, I guess. And I was just kind of like, Richard yeah, like, like dancing. I didn't around. have no Richard. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> Chris is a big boy. He has to take care of it himself.
0: Chris has big yeah. boy problems that he solves himself. But Max, were you going to say something? Or? Uh, I don't think so. Okay,
2: cool. Oh, but I was going to say because, like, the best parts, the best boss parts are when you're trying to figure out a puzzle. Um, because Lisa herself, which is like, you know, for our listeners who don't know, it's like this terrifying girl who's been experimented on to be like the first, uh, zombie, basically, um, she's invulnerable. So as soon as you figure that out, like you have to figure out a way to get past her or like put her down for a moment. Um, that's why she's my favorite boss fights It's because you have to like traverse the area in which she occupies or figure out a puzzle or have Barry help you shoot the scary lady.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, cool. Speaking of scary, uh, Ooh. I think this is like, I think a really big point to hit on. Um, it's scary. Is this game scary. Um, what do we <laughs> think? Cause, Cause, okay. Okay. We, we'll be, we come into this from different perspectives. I, for one, uh, am really, was really terrified of the game. Um, Evan also acknowledges that it's scary, but you know he's played through it several times. It's not really a big deal. Max went into it, I'm pretty sure, being like, I'm not really affected by survival horror. I don't really think it's going to be a big deal. So I'm, I, guess, I'm, I guess I'm curious. Max, what did you think?
1: Not that scary. <laughs> um, so uh, it, a couple like a couple a couple like jump scare type things got me mm-hmm. even though there aren't a ton of them in the game, I would say. Uh, but the only thing that really got me was like reading the journals of people who are slowly losing their minds. Like mm-hmm. I think that's maybe and that's just something that's, you know, scarier in general, I mm-hmm. think, because it's psychological. real ish. You know <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was really you know and I think that was Decently well done and you found a few different Letters that were all very mm-hmm. sad
0: and scary And, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think um, They did a good job too of like whenever Whenever You found those letters or journals They were like written from different characters perspectives And they sounded like different characters mm-hmm. And like it kind of like kind of Hammered home that there was just like a bunch of people Living in this mansion and then Like went south a real Fast <laughs> you know um yeah, I think the environmental storytelling is super huge. I mean, there's so many <sighs> The fact that you don't think it's scary, I mean like well, okay. I
2: I I would like to chime in here for a second.
0: Sure, sure you guys I
2: think this time playing through when I'm twenty eight, it was less scary and more just a lot of anxiety. I don't mm-hmm. know if those two are the exact same things, but the anxiety aspect of like okay, I have this many spaces for things. What do I do now? The planning stages for me is is the stressful part. And then, like, when you have a plan, you're like, I'm going to go through these guys, I mean, through these rooms. And then when something goes awry in your plan that you create in that room, um, that's, like, the stressful situation. So I don't know if it's, like, scary, scary anymore. It's just a stressful game for me, personally. Sure.
1: Uh, One thing, well, okay, so... At one point, you put a, you know, key in the shape of, like, a bee with a hook on it onto a mm-hmm. thing, uh, and then, you know, so that you can press another button, uh, but then a giant bee flies out <laughs> of the wall at you, and you can, like, shoot it, and that was the moment when I, like, c- I, like, couldn't take the game quite as seriously anymore, <laughs> once there are giant bees, and then later you electrocute a shark, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like, I'm... I, I don't think... I think from a horror standpoint, games like Silent Hill are, like, a little bit more... or definitely, like, more unsettling. Mm-hmm. They definitely leave you with a lasting impression of horror, you know? Um, and I think now as a 28 year old i listen i didn't i didn't beat the game but let me just say how proud i am of myself because i remember i'm proud of
2: you buddy well, I,
0: was, I was i remember picking up the controller um this is going to be a little monologue about why tim <laughs> thinks this game is scary um but when i was younger i remember like you know i was watching friends play through it and like i was reading all about it i found it fascinating but like as soon as like I picked up the controller. I was just like I realized how hard it was to control. I realized I had no real like I couldn't really control my character and I didn't know where anything was and I just like I couldn't get out of a I couldn't move around a room that my friends assured me was a safe room. I was just like no, no 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 no. I don't want any part of this whatsoever. And so just the fact that I was able to get through I don't know. I you guys can guys tell me how far I got. I got up to the shark. It's like a halfway through. I guess.
2: That's more that's, than, that's more than halfway.
0: Right. Yeah, okay.
2: a little more than halfway. Through, I'd, I'd say
1: seventy percent.
2: <sighs> oh, okay, that's that's. I was to say sixty, but, but like <laughs> having ju- having
0: just finished the game, I would say mm-hmm. you know I'd say roughly seventy percent. Yeah, but like just getting out of like mansion one and getting to residence i was like i felt like immense satisfaction with myself but we're proud of you um but i mean like as a kid i think the psychological horror aspects like the the, you find the diaries of people and also like a lot of the flavor text of like looking around like you know you look at like a wall full of pictures and it's like oh it's a wall full of portraits the faces Mm -hmm. have all been slashed off yeah like just like little little things like that creepy things like that really kind of stuck with me Uh um but I think as an adult, I noticed the zombies themselves, which I was, like, so scared of, you know, as, like, a kid. Like, the zombies themselves aren't that scary, you mm-hmm. know? Once I know where a zombie is in the room, I'm like, okay, like, whatever. Like, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, What was still really hard for me was the fear of the unknown. Like, even mm-hmm. if I know the worst that's in there is a zombie... um. Part of the reason it took me so long to play the game was every time I entered a room, I like paused and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's in this room? What's in, in this, this room? room? But, oh. Okay, wait. Let me interject there. The game pauses for you between rooms. It has the door opening. Not enough pause. I need to like open the door, realize, like get that establishing (laughs) shot. What can I see in this room? Not much. Okay, Uh, pause. (laughs) Collect my
1: bearings. uh, I mean, I I will say going back to that, I really like the door opening animation for reference. Uh, Every time you open a door to go into a different room, a slow animation of that specific door, like opening and the camera entering the door happens and it takes about. I don't know, five seconds. It's, uh, so it's yeah. like, you'd think it would get old, but I kind of, I just
0: like mm-hmm. the style it's, of it. I guess it's an incredibly smart loading screen, you know, cause it like really dials in that sense of foreboding, but it's, uh,
2: it's become so iconic. I think like it's been parodied so often, um, and I think, yeah, it just sets the pacing so nicely. So, like, say if you're, like, running from something in a room, you're like, oh, God, I need to run because I can't, like, get myself grounded and start shooting. You, like, run, run, you get to the door, and, like, that satisfaction of getting through the door is just so good. Like, oh, my God, I survived. <laughs> and it gives you a quick second to breathe and, like, okay, here's the next room. Um, although,
0: although <laughs> sometimes, I think of it's crimson heads and depending on the doors, um, you can get through a room yeah. and then they'll just
2: break, break down the door. the door behind and then you then the music and kicks like in <laughs> and you're like, Oh God, Oh God, what do I do? Um, yeah, and then, yeah. and then also so, like, I guess we were talking about like how minimalist at some, like they did, uh, the most that they could do with what they had. Um, like again the sound design of this game is so great like the zombies themselves if you just look at them they're not really that scary and then like they're not like that powerful or fast um but just the sound of them walking around or breathing is more is scarier mm-hmm. than the actual creature itself um oh absolutely yeah. and that's yeah. what i love and, about it
0: and if you And if you don't know a zombie's in the Mm -hmm. room and, like, you think you hear something, it's like, did I hear something? And you hear, like, the low moan (laughs) of a zombie, you're like, oh, I'm not alone, someone's here, you know, like, um, also, also, I don't, I don't think this is, like, necessarily, like, a unique experience, but I feel like maybe my experience is different from you guys because, um... In exploring, like again, fear of the unknown for me. Like I I was like looking around and whenever I found a locked door, weirdly I had like a sense of relief. It's like okay, I don't have to deal with this (laughs) right now, you know? (laughs) And then I would and then I like I remember when I first got like the armor key. And I remembered, like, all of the locked doors that needed the armor key. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to go in all of those rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I have to figure out what's in all of those rooms.
1: And I uh, see that was, like, the best part of the game for mm-hmm. me. It was like, I get to go back to all those rooms. So,
0: so I, I want to build off that, too, because um, so for the most part, I really tried not to use a guide, but at a certain point, you know, I was short on time a little bit and I was also trying to figure out like, okay, wh- how do I, yeah, Max has his Prima <laughs> strategy guide right in front of me. Um, but, this is Brady um, games, Brady games. Brady games. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But um, take your game further. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think when I wasn't using the guide and there was kind of this, there was definitely this, um this sense of like, like, horror absolutely but also like mm. excitement like I was like I I was like I knew there was something I had to look out, and I was like okay I'm building myself up I'm gonna do it you know and like that was that mm. was palpable like I really felt that and then as soon as I like needed a guide to like kind of figure out where I was going I was just, like okay now I know exactly where I have to go and then it kind of became mm. a chore in some ways because it became like a matter of okay I gotta go A from B instead of like oh I haven't looked at this door yet and I wasn't mm-hmm. using my brain as much you know so yeah
1: So in my experience related to guide, uh, I I was like, I'm not going to use a guide unless I have to. Um, But it typically went like... I would enter an area, collect all the things that I could collect as far as I was aware and then have no idea what to do. Uh and so I was like I could waste my time like taking all the items to all the rooms which will take whatever four trips mm-hmm. or I can just look up where to go. Uh and so I mean and not mm-hmm. it's not like I always needed a guide. You know, sometimes I figured it out. Uh but then towards the later later stages of the game in like the very last area uh it was two days ago and I was like, I need to finish this game. Uh, so I used a guide fairly heavily and also just switched to the Magnum because at that point I had like 40 bullets for it. What? Uh, Okay. And it it was great because I didn't have to care. I
0: was just like, (laughs) you know, just blast everything. So yeah, you mentioned the Magnum thing. I think the fact that we were playing on easy to very easy may have also made it less scary because I think a large part of what makes the game scary is being like, okay, I have to go here. I know there's three zombies in my way. I only have five bullets, you know, or I only have one healing item left, mm-hmm. you know? Like Do I want to risk that? Like, yeah, that's the core of, like, the tension, I think, is, like, having to figure out if you're going to survive. like mm-hmm. Survive this horror. So, all of a sudden, that makes the zombies scary, right? When exactly. you know that they can, like, yeah. they can actually kill you. It's that so.
2: buildup, man. And, yeah. yeah, everything surrounding it is the scary part. Handling it is another matter, but... So in order for me to get 60,
0: 70% of the way through the game, I needed to be playing Jill, I needed to be on very easy mode, and also using (laughs) a strategy
2: (laughs) card. So that's
0: just where I was at with this game. Let it be noted. Um, But God, God dang it, I made it that far, and I'm happy for it, so, yeah. God dang it. Um... Yeah. So I don't know. Was there any other points you guys wanted to make about like, I think we talked about the sound design, the environment, uh, it looks gorgeous. It's all like, there's random, like you can be through going through the same room that you've been through a hundred times, but like that time lightning
2: will flash and you'll be kind of like, Whoa, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like just like, (laughs) yeah, there's always like little moments in the game that just make you jump a little Mm -hmm. bit. Like. Like, part of the game is just creating a safe path for your character. Like, okay, so I'll clear out this room because it opens up to, like, two or three other rooms. So that's a pretty important room. So I'll I'll just make sure that's safe. Um, But there might be a moment where zombies come through the window or, like, a dog comes through the window randomly. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought this was a safe room. Right, exactly. And then you take him out and, like, well, that was my plan, but... I uh, just went out the window, Yeah, no even, pun intended. Even when you establish
0: those safe routes, the game makes a point every now and then of being like, you sure? You sure you want to relax? <laughs> it's like, no, no, I guess not. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Um. Well, I mean, we're kind of getting close to the end of Resident Evil discussion, I feel like. Um, I wanted to just kind of take a moment to talk about how... I mean, this doesn't really have to be a discussion so much as just like an exploration of how Resident Evil and the genre has evolved. I mean, Mm. if you look at Resident Evil's four, like two and three, I think more or less kind of stuck to the same formula. But if you look to like four, five and six, they progressively got number one (laughs) worse. Um, Number. Well, okay. let me really clarify that. Resident Evil 4 is pretty is, good. Is pretty dang <laughs> pretty <damn> good. <laughs> pretty damn good. We uh-huh. can say damn on this podcast, right? Yeah. can sure, say damn. Pretty damn good. Um definitely one of my favorite games of all time. Um and but that definitely leans into the action a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like it still plays kind of clunky, which establishes some kind of tension that way and um you're also inventory managing, but it definitely leans more into like you have Leon has a gun and knows how to use it You know that kind of thing But Resident Evil 5 and 6 It just becomes this like High octane Huge bicep gore fest It's like what even is Uh, this Um, Resident Evil 7 I heard none of us i will not touch that game um yeah but i i heard that um it it's in first person which was a first for the series but um it goes kind of goes back to a little bit more like okay you're in this space you have to figure out how to get around this space and you know there's people and obstacles to avoid and stuff which i think is interesting so yeah Mm -hmm. we'll see where it goes next i guess but yeah yeah Um, Did you guys have any last stray observations you wanted to touch on for Resident Evil before we move on to our final thoughts?
2: Well, I mean, just going off of like where the genre has gone, um, this might go into my final thoughts on the game. But, you know, actually playing number one again, um, I, I guess I haven't played four in a while, but I think I like Resident Evil one more than four um it's a Uh close it's a close race um they're both fantastic games of their genres um but i mean there's not a lot of games for like resident evil one where i'm just like i just have the game running and i'm just sitting in a room and i'm like thinking about what i'm going to do next um and that's just so satisfying to me in this game that like never happens really um so that unique um experience is like very rewarding to me um Again, I, I I guess I'll save that for the rest for later. But um, yeah, they just really just latched on to the action side of four and decided that would work for five and six. Um, and it took them this long to figure out that like horror and like controls that kind of limit you are what make this series fantastic. Because although two and three, I, I played like all these games except for seven and I didn't I didn't finish code Veronica. Um, they were all, they all progressively became more and more action oriented and they just, they just never understood why the first one was so good. Um, dude. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts on, um, the direction of resident evil, I guess.
1: Yeah. Max. Uh, so yes, yeah, st- stray straight thoughts. Uh, Rebecca at one point called umbrella, Who's like the big evil corporation, uh the biggest taxpayers around here. And so I'm thinking like they're literally like an evil corporation and even they pay their taxes. Come on, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but on I mean I, yeah, I did I don't think uh oh and then one other thing, Tim sure likes games about the ultimate life form, doesn't he? Oh my god. Oh he
2: sure does. Okay. It's like in quotes, that says shadow, like on a computer screen, <laughs> while Albert <laughs> Resker, the main villain, like types at a computer. <laughs> yes. Shadow. The
0: if We collect 94. the chaos emeralds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, that's a
2: that's the crossover.
1: Everyone's been waiting uh, for Um But yeah, I mean, final thoughts on the game. I think it's very well designed in that it's systems and, you know, Choices and direction all, like, interplay very well. It's just that when you get down to it, the gameplay does not really do it for me. Mm-hmm. The shooting is, like, not really... It's, it's hardly... Like Evan's, Evan said, he didn't even think it was an action game. I think it's an action game, but it's a very clunky action game. Mm. I can, you know, and I see where he's coming from. I understand what he's trying to say, but uh, just because the action isn't really there for me uh i can't like love the game but i do think it's very well made and all the pieces fit together very nicely like one of its puzzles final thoughts um yeah
2: like uh before tim chose this game i was actually planning on choosing this game for october to have the other two play. so when he chose it it was just like yep everything lines up um yeah, I just I, I'll just gush for a few seconds here. Um, when I booted it back up, I was just so happy to jump back in. And especially since it's been been like 10 years since I played it last, um, I was surprised with myself how much I remembered like every room. I was like, I feel like I need this key for this area, but I'm not sure why. And then like I would explore a little bit like, oh, that's why. Good job, Evan. Thinking ahead. Um Yeah, like it's just it's just a a grand old time hanging out in a mansion. And I love (laughs) how the mansion becomes base. This is I I mean, it's kind of stereotypical to say, but uh, the mansion becomes a character in itself. And like as soon as I entered, it was like going to an old house or like an old friend seeing an old friend. I was like, man, (laughs) every room it's coming back. This is where this happens is where that Um, I mean, yes, granted, it's definitely it has its cheesy moments um the controls aren't 100 percent there um i don't think it'll age even better in like 10 or 20 years um i think it'll be kind of thrown aside um but that being said this is one of my favorite games um and and also it's just kind of like i think fondly about it because this is also a game that like in the beginning stages of our friendship with tim josh and max like they were they suggested it. They're like, you should play this game because it's really good. And I was like, OK, let's try it out. And it was. It's, it's uh, just it's just a scary old time. Max, my best friend, game origins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah I just remember booting it up on the GameCube and being blown away by the imagery and like, oh, and then just a fancy note I have here from myself. Um, it takes place not on my actual birthday, but it takes place on my birthday in like 1999. It's July 24th, 1999. Huh. And I thought that was always really weird. I, <laughs> I was like, OK, that's yeah. kind of full, serendipitous. Yeah, um, but yeah I yeah. love this game so much. Um,
0: um, my final thoughts. Um, so I assigned this game. <laughs> Pretty much, like, as, like, just trying to kick myself in the butt, you know, trying to make myself step out of my comfort zone. Oh, boy. Um, and I mean, like, I did. I <laughs> didn't fully make it, obviously, but, like, this is not my kind of game. Um <laughs> It's just the entire time I was playing, I was like very viscerally like uneasy, and I didn't take like a lot of pleasure in that. Um, I, like I mentioned, like there was like this mix of dread and excitement to a certain extent. Looking around, but it was mostly dread. I'd Like <laughs> to say, Let's be you real. know, uh, yeah. I mean, I'd say like a good thirty percent of my playtime was me building up the nerve to do the other 70 percent of the play. So um, we're proud of you. Yeah, Max. So what you're saying is if you were just not scared, you could have put that 30% towards the actual <laughs> West. Exactly. west uh, could have done yes. 30% of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean like that being said, I think it's very well constructed. Like Max said, I think it's um I think it's very cohesive. I think all of its parts work well together in what it's trying to be. Yeah um that being said there are frustrations that you know at least at least let me put the keys in a permanent <laughs> inventory or something you know i don't think like all of it has to be necessarily slots there but again i understand mm-hmm. i get it um yeah man i don't know uh it's a very very good game and i'm glad i finally like worked up the nerve to get through at least most of it but like yikes <laughs> capital <laughs> y yikes <laughs> Um, let's move on to our scores at that point Max, what do you think? Sure um, So just because
1: I You know Most of this score I feel like is out of respect hmm. For it, a well put together game Because, But because I just like the action And the, the kind of minutiae Of the game didn't really do it for me I'm going to say 82 Okay,
2: Evan Well this is like my ninth favorite game, um, but I think the only uh, survival horror game that beats it is Silent Hill 2, and I might assign that someday because that is uh, a fantastic oh, game. No, I'll never make it through Silent Hill 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want you to like play the next game and finish it, so I think it's oh going to be shorter. Boy. But we'll get to that okay. later. Uh, okay. So yeah, because this breaks top ten for me, I'm going to give it a 95.
0: 95. OK, um, I'm going to say that I, again, deeply respect this game. And it, it is like a core like I know a lot about this game. Again, it was, it fascinated me as a child, even though I didn't like play through all of it. And it fascinates me now, even as like an adult, just because it's just, like it still invokes this real sense of dread in me. So, um, yeah. But that being said, I don't know if I necessarily like uh, appreciated it like gameplay-wise as much. Um, so I'm going to give it like an 85, I think. so. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I'm pulling up the Metacritic, and I just pulled up the, the GameCube 2002 scores. Um, That's a good idea. I might pull up the PS4 one in a second, mm-hmm. but it's got a 91 um, based on 35 critics. I think generally people especially like i think this is the definitive version right like it's yeah. a remake but yeah i think everyone agrees that this improved on the original in pretty much every single yep. way so um let me just look here if i can find the ps4 version i mean even shinji mikami himself prefers it over his original oh yeah. so i think shinji, I mean, shinji yeah, himself exactly. I mean, if you ever go back to like the original Resident Evil and oh, look, like everything's like very well lit, Because yeah. it's just like they didn't know how to do shadows <laughs> and stuff, you know. So
1: I actually, I actually now really want to play the original mm. just to see, like, mm-hmm. see the differences. Sure. Yeah, yeah that, that would be interesting. Be interesting. Uh, um, I like, I like PS1 games. That yeah. voice acting,
0: though. Um, the PS4 version, which is again the same game but According. released. 15 Mm -hmm. years later is 83 and I think that's probably Uh, again because it hasn't like uh, (laughs) hasn't (laughs) aged maybe as well but you know I think again critical Mm -hmm. acclaim so yeah okay so now let's move on to our roulette game from this month um this month we had Brawlout uh Brawlout is a Indie fighting game in which two to four players play against each other in an environment with various platforms. Um, it's basically a platform fighter is the term for it, quote mm. unquote, which is popularized by Super Smash Brothers, as most people probably are familiar <laughs> with. Um I'm reading a little uh, tag here that says the game comes with or uh, features 24 playable characters, oh including guest fighters from Hyperlight Drifter, Guacamelee, Ukulele, and Dead Cells, which is basically just, you know, they grabbed a bunch of indie <laughs> game stars and slapped them into the game. However, I want to just start with saying the saying there's 24 playable characters is kind of misleading because I think like there's like eight characters and then three other skins Mm, per character or something or two other skins per character. So it's just like alternate costumes more than Mm. anything. Or are they Uh, Echo Fighters? I don't know. That's a good (laughs) question because none of us played long enough to find out. But anyway. Um, Okay. So um, like I said, this is a platform fighter for those who aren't familiar. Basically you punch each other while navigating around this like two dimensional plane And you build up damage on your opponent, and then eventually you try to knock them out of the ring. That's basically the way it works. So, um, this game obviously is inspired by Super Smash Brothers, like, (laughs) heavily. Um, It's definitely what it's based off of. So, I just have here in my notes, Evan called me out on this earlier, but I say... Talk about how and why this game is worse than Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> so, um, we all played this together um, a couple of times, actually. Mm-hmm. Once after um, one of our friends got married, we like went over to our Airbnb, and our friend Aaron uh, pulled this up, and we played it for a little bit. Uh, I think Max has zero recollection of this actually happening. No,
1: I but re- I remember it though. I don't. I didn't remember at all actually playing it. I remember being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's
0: the guy from Guacamelee." Oh, it's <laughs> the Yuka from. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um and I think we all played together again at Max's house one time mm-hmm. and I went back and played a little bit more today just to kind of get a grasp on like, okay, well, how is this different from Super Smash Brothers? But yeah. We 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 got the general idea, so I don't
2: know. Um Max or well Evan. Oh, and what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have a lot of great thoughts about it. I think it's pretty lackluster in a lot of different ways, like Visually, it's not that appealing to me. Um, The controls are fine in that they're basically a clone of Smash Brothers. Um, Did they introduce any new sort of, like, techniques or controls to the game? Max, do you want to answer my question? They
1: had a... uh... Some, something similar to an X Factor from Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, that's right. You, you yeah. had like a rage meter that mm-hmm. filled if you attacked or got attacked, uh, and then if it was either halfway full, you could do something to make your attacks more powerful. Or if it was all the way full, I think mm-hmm. it also made your attacks faster. Okay. Uh, I only really I ever got reduced to use knockback. it and uh, reduce knockback. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I I only really ever got to use it in the tutorial because it wasn't like. That's not how my online matches went.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh the a big pulling factor of uh Smash Brothers obviously like the roster of characters and it's like, oh I know all these Nintendo characters And that doesn't translate really well to this game. It's like, oh, I kind of know that character, sort of. That's a frog. Cool. Uh, Max again. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, and to kind of build on that, too, is Super Smash Brothers. uh, And I know I'm saying the forbidden word, but it has so (gasps) many items uh, and like that are fun in different ways. uh, Whereas this game, I don't believe even has items. Uh, And like, I'm sorry, but. I'm a super smash brothers casual who likes items. So like Mm -hmm. that's, you know, (laughs) a huge thing that this doesn't have. I mean, in general, the presentation is by which I mean, I guess just like the look of it, uh, is fairly bland. Um, Mm -hmm. the characters kind of just look like reject Skylanders and like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing there for me. I would say that the character designs is, it's like almost like the opposite of street fighter three, uh, Mm -hmm. and how cool street fighter three characters are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're a bunch of animals with just like weird clothes on, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean they all like look like pretty goofy cartoon characters. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like the game looks fine. It's just like it's just none of the character models are particularly interesting to me, like you said have said. Um, and I had something I was gonna say. I don't know. Like, well, Evan, what do you? What do you no, got? I was just
2: gonna say. Like, I think a big part of fighting games is like that feeling of like when you hit the other person or like pulling off some sort of move or attack. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I didn't like the physics of it too much. None of it no. felt very good, satisfying to play. Yeah. Um, none of the, I didn't really, there was nothing that made me want to play more to learn more about the game. It's just, there was nothing really there for deeper learning. Um, and if there was deeper learning, i f- I feel like it would be from other games that they took the ideas from. Um, But yeah, that's just my thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, my general impression was also there was something off about the physics. And again, I think it's I'm just I'm very used to Super Smash Brothers games. And, uh, you know, on on some level, I feel like that is both a pro and a con for this game, because obviously Mm -hmm. it's borrowing heavily from it, but also... As a result, any deviation it makes from it just feels kind of foreign and mm. not good in yeah. a lot of ways. I don't know. Um, like, you know, you're. I think this is supposed to be more focused on being, like, a competitively viable game. You know, mm. like how people treat Melee um, versus, like, some of the other Smash entries. But... Um, I feel like it just like didn't feel good to like when I hit people, I feel like it didn't really necessarily lead into other things super well, as far as I could tell. Or maybe mm-hmm. I'm just a scrub. I'm, I'm just a brawl out noob. Oh, Man, I don't dude. actually no. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it just generally it <laughs> I just
2: felt like a worse Smash
0: Bros. Yeah. I don't know what to
2: say. Yeah, Evan. I think, uh, it's, this is, it's a hard position to be in because melee is like Lightning in a bottle, like they've tried to recreate, and like it's just taken such a form of its own that it's so unique that it's very hard to replicate. Um, and also take that place away, take that game away from people in their hearts, because it's just like when they think about melee, it's it's melee. So why would you ever make a game that tries to be like melee, but then push it in a different direction? If that makes sense. Um, yeah I get that um, yeah it's just it's just I guess like it's hard to replicate lightning in a bottle um, Nintendo themselves have tried to do it with Smash 4 and of course the community's like nope we like Melee um, and then the other Smashes they are like nope we like Melee it's like just have Melee be the only game of this kind but maybe the next Smash will be really good we'll see
1: yeah so I mean I and I felt that like borrowing from Smash Brothers helped me to like be semi okay at the game though one thing sure. that like it borrowed from smash a little bit too like exactly was that to do any attacks uh or move around you had to use the stick and not the d-pad and like mm. for example if i'm playing street fighter i'm absolutely going to use the d-pad and not the stick i can't pull off moves with the stick mm-hmm. um obviously smash has different directional inputs but i found that because the um GameCube controller, you know, widely accepted as the controller for Smash, uh, mm-hmm. has these little notches where mm-hmm. the stick can go. It's a lot mm-hmm. easier to pull off the moves that you want to pull off because you just have to push the stick in the general down direction. And it'll fall into that groove. Mm-hmm. I often found myself doing my downward like smash or my downward special, I think, Uh in the wrong direction, like left or right, because I would switch at the last second
0: because I'm using a stick that's like that has a circle shape
1: mm-hmm. uh, instead
0: of an octagon. Yeah, no, the the PS4 analog stick definitely feels more slippery than I think the GameCube one does um, mm-hmm. just in something like this, which needs more precision. Um, I'm also coming from a place where like I'm maybe more critical of it because I've played a couple other like male air smash clones or whatever, smash inspired games that have Mm -hmm. done it better. Um, or specifically one has done it well. Um, rivals of ether is a smash inspired game that actually plays and looks very good. Like Mm. it's fun. Uh, the characters are interesting, um, like they all have. Yeah, it just it, it feels a lot better to play. It looks a lot better to play overall. If you're going to play a Smash clone, play Rivals like that's the one. So, uh, yeah. Question for you about Rivals.
1: Like if, if like I, I would say that uh, Brawlout is approximately 90 percent Smash in what it's like taking is Rivals of Ether as like exactly Smash or does it more do its own thing?
0: So um, I think it pulls from Smash in a lot of ways, but I think it has its own unique stuff, too. Like, for example, there's no dodge rolls. Um, you can only parry. And you have to, like, time hmm. that correctly. Um, and also there's no ledge, ledges to grab. Um, you have to either make it onto the stage um, or die. Um, and so, like, those are, like, small, but those are pretty key aspects i think that affects like how you play that game so Mm -hmm. and there's a couple other things too
1: and i think it's better for a game to kind of take some inspiration from you know if you're trying to make a fighting game that's like smash take some stuff from it but like try to do some other stuff a little bit differently and i think and like that it's way more interesting to me because otherwise yeah people are just going to keep playing smash uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Unless something interestingly different comes along, mm-hmm, uh, yeah, but yeah. I, like I will say, even the other one, also brawl based, Brawlhalla. Uh, I didn't like the look of it that much, though I liked it a little bit better than this game, and I think it felt a bit better and was a little bit more different from Smash than Brawlout is. So I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like Brawlout is the the lowest of the three, uh, you know, currently wide release platform fighters that.
0: I think I might like Brawlouts look more than Brawlhalla's. I'm not sure. Brawlhalla's is like really goofy like um I don't like, like I don't really like either yeah. to be clear. Uh yeah, Rivals of right. Ether looks good but I haven't played it. Yeah. Um, um I'd, I don't know when Rivals if ever is coming to console, but I think it will be a good thing hmm. for it to do. Yes.
2: Yeah. We'll how how is uh, rivals doing like is it in tournaments um do people yeah, play i it? mean there's definitely a
0: competitive scene for it um yeah it's uh i mean i personally haven't watched too many rivals tournaments but a lot of times they'll have side events at most major smash tournaments for rivals as Mm -hmm. well um so and i think there's you know local scenes doing it too i think it's doing fine i think Mm -hmm. that's pretty popular as far as as like an indie fighting game goes you know like Mm -hmm. that's a very niche audience i think Mm -hmm. so yeah
2: yeah because like this is like i think a huge conversation we could have about like fighting games it's like like when Street Fighter 2 came out, they kept making like other companies made their own Street Fighter 2. And some of them did very well. Like, I mean, King of Fighters is still happening today. Um, I mean, you know, Capcom vs. SNK. All the SNK characters are very popular. Um, and, but then the anomaly is Smash Brothers. It's like it created kind of like its own subgenre, but like no one can replicate it to the degree of success that they had. Uh, And that's just like baffling to me. It's it's very strange. Um, I have no answer for this question, but uh, I mean, I
1: I think it's that very few companies with big budgets have tried, you know. So Mm -hmm. say you've got Street Fighter 2 and then SNK is like, well, we're going to make our own one of those. Mm -hmm. But they have a big budget relatively, Mm -hmm. you know, for the time, whereas all the Smash Brothers impersonators are either... I mean, I I guess that there was that Sony All-Stars, PlayStation, PlayStation, Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Uh, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. was kind of the only, I think, like pretty big budget kind of smash ripoff or sorry, platform okay fighter. At best. Yeah, but it was, was OK and it
2: died very quickly.
1: I, I, I didn't <laughs> like it at all. Uh, uh-huh. Right. And I'm sad because it had some cool like I want to be Parappa the Rapper beating up Kratos. You know, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah.
0: But I
1: anyway. guess he
0: didn't got to believe hard enough. Yeah. It oh was uh, I couldn't put my finger on why. That to me physics-wise maybe felt like brawl out to me and it just like didn't yeah, it didn't feel good to play and there was I don't know. I f- I feel like
1: honestly like that's an insult to brawl out. <laughs> like that game I mean I only played the demo, you know, for half an hour or whatever, but like uh, I don't know. Like maybe if it was yeah. five bucks it could be fun with some other players. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just like seeing everyone's super moves. Yeah um yeah okay well does anybody have any uh last things to mention about brawl before i move on to final thoughts or kind of covered it
2: no just looking forward to the new smash that's all yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I,
0: I think I think maybe we've maybe done some discredit to the game having not played it all that yeah, much, but I feel yeah. like we got the general. Idea I don't right, have so. like terrible
1: things to say about it. It's just like mm. a you know less potent form of something that I'm
0: used to. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, um. I guess. Yeah. My final thoughts would be anything positive I have to say about the game would probably be just because I like smash bros and therefore <laughs> like the genre and that's that's a fun fun game for me i guess but yeah i don't know it's it's okay What. what?
1: Uh, so I had, uh, one question that I wanted to put in here before we finished, even though it's not exactly Brawlout related. Do pro smash players agree on using the Y button to jump versus tapping
0: up on the stick? Like, does everyone do it the same? or are they, it, it varies no, from depends player to player. On the player actually. Huh. I think most people use Y, but some use tap jump. Um, okay. You can turn tap jump off in, I think, up from Brawl through Smash 4. Um, And some people do that. Some people don't. We can get into, we don't have to get into that. But (laughs) it also affects, like, things you can do, like, out of shield. um, Mm -hmm. Your options if tap jump is on or off. So, um, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Um, It it depends on the player, I think. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Cool. Any other final thoughts? Just move on to scores. Let's move on to scores.
2: Okay, let's just let's just score this thing. <laughs> Evan, what do you got? Um, I'm going to I mean, I'm going to give it an 80. Like I don't hate it. Like it's competent in its creation. Um, and it's it's fun. It's just it's just not Smash Brothers, that's all. So, I'll give it an 80.
1: Next. Uh, sure, uh, so I mean, I thought it was you know like fairly average again, not bad, uh, but I did play a few matches online. Uh, I just chose the character from the tutorial because that was literally the only person I'd played as. um and so I played against this guy I lost fairly badly, uh but then I was like, but then it was like rematch available for thirty seconds, and I was like, okay. I can rematch him, like maybe maybe I've downloaded him, and so the next match I totally beat (laughs) him. Uh, I mean, not like handily. It was it was one it was you know one life to one life, but I had barely gotten hurt. I think on my final life, Uh, Mm -hmm. and so then I rematched again, and I was like, yeah, well, we got to do you know best out of three, Uh, and he like beat me barely, but it was like so close, and I was having a really good time. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, even in this game that I don't love, you can still have that moment where fighting games are really good because Mm -hmm. it's just about the mind games. We were each only. Yeah. like two or three moves uh yeah you know, so we but it was just the variations of those uh so you know it was. it's just fun to play fighting games against someone of your skill level so i'm gonna give it a 75 okay yeah
0: um yeah i'm gonna also give it a 75 just because i feel like it's just like the epitome of like Average, You know, hmm. it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's not bad. Uh, I'm, I'm not offended at all. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I, I think I could see the potential for it being fun um, while I'm waiting for the next actual Smash Brothers. So. <laughs> but you don't uh, have to wait long. I don't have to wait long. I don't. It's coming up. I'm very, I am very excited about that. So, um, Okay. Let's see what the internet gave Ooh. it. Um,
1: that's oh, button. yeah. I'd like to pause the question while Tim's looking this up. Um, what I, is a brawl out? Like, that's not a word.
0: No, I, I guess it's supposed to be like all out. Is but it?
2: Uh, but you're I brawling so. it all but out. But you're brawling
0: out. Yeah. Oh. I, that, brawling, that was... It's like broing out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly Sure. Like that. Sure. Um, brawl out looks like it's gotten. <laughs> Just about sixty-three percent uh, across harsh. the board harsh, uh, between, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I
2: would like to harsh.
1: say the mouthfeel of the game title is not like brawl out. Like brawl. it's not a fun. It's not a fun <laughs> word to say. I'm sorry. No, it's not. Brawl out. Okay. Brawl. Yeah. I don't like I don't like the word brawl. Maybe I just don't like the word brawl cuz I don't like brawlhalla either. That's like a that's a real like mouthful of marshmallows of a game title. <laughs> brawlhalla.
0: Yeah. Brawl. Okay, well <laughs> mouth noises <is> done. Uh <laughs> let's move on. Yes, master. let's move on to our final segment. We're finally approaching the end here. Uh but before we do, we have to figure out what we're playing next month. What so, Evan, Evan Ledeza, Ooh. my good friend. Mm. Um, what yes, is our game for yeah, I guess November? What?
2: What's it gonna be, guys? What's well, it gonna be? I wanted to choose a game I know we can finish and play. So uh, I'm choosing a game we play all the freaking time. No. We're gonna be playing Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna I was be playing literally together. just
1: yesterday thinking, like, could we do Overwatch?
2: Yes, we can. Yeah, we can do it. Not with that attitude. We can totally do it. Uh, I don't know what the parameters will be, but I'm pretty sure we're just going to play together at least once a week for a little bit. Okay. So, yeah, we're yeah, going to talk
0: about Overwatch. This sounds great. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> no, I mean,
1: I, like, cool. if it wasn't almost 11 p.m., I'd be like, I'm ready. Let's go do the next episode recording
2: right now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know we, we all have a lot of thoughts about Overwatch,
2: so this will yes, be fun.
0: Yes, it'll be a fun episode. Yeah, Excellent. Oh all right cool very excited um all right and now the final segment of our show um our roulette game so as we've mentioned every month we will play a game that uh, one of us picks and then we also have a roulette spin that selects a game that's come out since the last time we recorded and oh man it's been a while so <laughs> it's uh, been a while. max what how many games do we have first and foremost Uh, so we
1: have a new record like that destroys the old record i don't even know what (laughs) the old record is uh but this one is 225 games which is easily the most that we've ever seen a lot lot of it is uh because evan got a switch recently so now we can add switch
0: games into the mix Mm -hmm. so that is right look forward to that switch in the mix um and what are what are a couple highlights and low lights that we what have are on some this?
1: highlights uh, i know on the switch side we have the new uh, super mario party mm-hmm. um nice. i mean low. Light. i mean we also have a uh, valkyria chronicles 4 and spider-man uh which nice. evan has nice. already mm-hmm. i think gotten into and or finished um I There's a lot of really weirdly Named games there's something called uh, <laughs> Claws of Furry And like yeah, good. I hope It's what I think it is but I don't know if that's what I Think it is and it could uh, also be the worst Possible thing too yeah There's just there's a lot of weirdly named games Hopefully we land on like some of the worst Okay so here's one it's called Siggy S-I-G-I And then the subtitle <laughs> is And hold on because I, I have to say this with a Straight face uh Hold on. A (laughs) fart for Melusina. (laughs) 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 It sounds sounds sweet, almost. What is that? What is that? And then, of uh, course, there's the classic uh, mummy pinball, which mm, I know we're all really, really jones for.
2: One out of Uh, 200-something chance.
1: All right. So we are spinning the wheel, and we have oh my gosh it's call of duty black ops
2: 4 oh, oh my no God. wait okay. that's a port
1: 2 right i know no, no,
2: no this new, is no
1: this just came out it's on ps4 yes, is- xbox and pc
2: all right well, guys the are y'all ready to duty become that, bros? That, like
1: literally just came out i think it came out yesterday well we wow, can play together okay. this is kind of fun yeah,
0: yeah actually that's true i mean yeah um, here we go
1: two online shooters yeah and doesn't we'll this f- one i think actually, this one doesn't even have a campaign but we'll we'll find out next uh, yeah is yeah. yeah, actually zombie interesting mode, right? Right? it'll be a,
2: there should be a zombie mode we could play that's true yeah. we'll, um, we'll talk all about it
0: yeah, yeah I, I, i'm interested in this actually okay. cause it's like you know critically acclaimed, it's just like never a game i really cared that much about mm-hmm. so yeah good let's 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 do it Yeah, <laughs> let's do it bros let's call like i'm gonna answer i'm gonna answer that call, call fine oh, my to my guys, guys, bros. <laughs> okay um, cool. All right. Well, we finished the episode. My goodness. Um, we didn't late. finish it's the game, here. but we finished the episode. <laughs> yeah, god. Okay. Anyway, um, thanks for joining us on this. Th- all right, spooky journey. I forgot. This is a Halloween episode, yeah.
2: Halloween fart um, album. Remember that. <laughs>
0: i'll play that as the outro
2: okay Um, and some
1: farts in here this is the halloween fart episode (laughs) that's the outro outro music
0: it's my episode (laughs) i'll put farts in if i want to um thank you for joining us uh is there anything else i think that's it you can find us at on twitter at mbfgcast, um and you can find each of us individually at our handles which we're about to say um I am your host, Tim Zemanigan. You can find me at Tim Z, that's Z-E-E, on Twitter. I'm
2: Evan. You can find me on Twitter at evsters, at all lowercase. Uh,
0: and I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter at Max Sims. Cool. Thanks for joining us on this 12th episode of our podcast. Join us for our 13th and actually not finale episode, but Penultimate episode. We're closing yeah, it on the end of the first final, season. The so. final normal yeah. episode of this of the first season. Yeah. Right. And don't worry, we plan on coming back. Or maybe I'm sorry, we're planning on coming back for season two. <laughs> um nice. anyway. Thank you. Have a good morning, afternoon, or night. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>